Hello, fuck demons! Welcome to another week with Lady Shane, known as the most vicious and happy-go-lucky dominatrix in the city. Those are words other people have described her to me as. She's back, and hopefully you can come back by subscribing for weekly podcasts at patreon.com slash sexnewswithray. Lady Shane, do you have anything new you want to share about yourself? <sighs> I mean, let me spread my legs open and turn the page. Mmm. I mean, new and exciting? Always. <laughs> Should I get into the article? Absolutely. Now that I know we can swear. Yeah. Yeah, it's called The Sex Parties Really Are Better Than Ever. It's from The Cut, November 18th, 2021. And it's reporting on a sex party, actually a lot of sex parties, but it starts by reporting on a sex party called Fucked Up Fairy Tale by Hacienda, an awesome organization name. that runs sex parties. I know it sounds like somewhere you'd go or a party you'd throw. <sighs> and I love fairy tales. This party was eventually 175 people, but started off with a small group of newbies that had to do mandatory orientation. Quote, for the first year plus of the pandemic, indoor parties of nearly 200 people seemed like a distant memory for many, uh, for many New Yorkers, not to mention indoor sex parties of that size, although smaller gatherings as well as Zoom sex parties happened in perpetual perpetuity but in the spring as more and more new yorkers became fully vaccinated hot vax summer seemed imminent <laughs> apparently there are tons of new people at the sex parties and this is in line with a study conducted over the pandemic by the kinsey institute that reported that many people were excited to explore their sexualities in new ways multiple other sex party organizations like killing kittens or sn uh, SNCTM confirmed this and a lot of the new women joining the parties at SNCTM had gone through a major life change like a breakup, divorce or career change during COVID. The pandemic gave people time to reflect on what they wanted out of life. We then meet Tony from Debauch or Debauch. Tony, who was a person of color, also told me that when he and his fiance first began attending play parties about six years ago, they quickly noticed that most were overwhelmingly white. So the following year, they began throwing parties with the goal of creating a safe space for black and brown people, and specifically black and brown women and LGBTQ folks, to connect and play without feeling fetishized. Being able to explore ourselves as a group and individually in a space that we know is safe, I think that really helped a lot, he said. This is similar to another couple running parties through a company called Wink, who wanted more inclusive spaces for queer people and people of color. So I want to start by noting that this article was amazing and overwhelmingly positive in tone. This so was not happy. Yeah, this was not someone who's like, I'm looking to explore and here are my experiences as a new person. It was like, this is clearly someone who's been to sex parties before or sex positive spaces before. And they were mostly just comparing the different parties and the changes. But it was still very much like, a, this is what I saw. This is what happened. And like, but... And like, uh, this is a thing that happened and it's titillating, but it wasn't just to shock the vanillas. It was like, yeah, this is what to, ex it was almost like a, this is what to expect kind of article. Ray, you make me feel all Twitter pated. Mm -hmm. It's just mm. looking at me in this sweatsuit that's doing it for you. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. It's doing so much. Yeah. Um, no, like, yes. gen yeah, gen no, genuinely, like they were talking about the sex acts they saw, but they also talked about the positive sexual interactions they were having, um, like consent in sex spaces and sex in sex spaces. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sex yeah. shows, what getting you dressed up, expressing yourself. Did you? Okay. So I noted the, uh, one thing that I noticed, even just, this is why I summarized it was the whole, like the group of newbies that had mandatory orientation. Oasis Aqua Lounge had like an optional orientation where like, you know, yeah. like the right approach where people could choose to sign up if they wanted more information, but like, because they're open all the time, whereas I get the sense these are one-off sex parties where they can host something like that. 
um, in advance because it's not a club. It's an event that they're hosting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it almost felt like um, the one was like a rented out mansion, I believe, where like yeah. one of the people lived there and hosted. Um, and I loved that idea. Uh, I really enjoy... Uh, I love it when new people want to try new things. I think it's great, but I also find sometimes it can be <sighs> annoying. It's not the right word, but it's, it's, there are common yeah. social faux pas that if people knew not to do them, they would not do them. Yeah. And the social faux pas are the annoying part. Someone who's new and excited, people are always fine with that. Someone who's repeatedly doing social faux pas and doesn't seem to understand what's wrong with it. Then you're educating and it's tiring. Yeah, uh, one of my experiences when I was working at Oasis all those years ago, um, I was there during the day and I had a gentleman come up and he asked me where his his girl was. Uh, English second language. And I was just like, oh, uh, well, what does she look like? Let, let's let's go find her. Uh, I've got some I've got some spare time. Let's go find her. And he goes, oh you look good. You can be my girl. And I was like, oh, and I had to explain to him how Oasis wasn't a brothel. Oh, I got asked that all the time. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> where, I was going is my, like, where is my girl? Meaning when is someone going to present me with someone to have sex with? Yeah. And I was like, okay, um, let me try to explain this to you, but I don't think you're going to stop staring at my tits. So let's, let's take you to uh, somebody who can... Oh, I, I love the Talk people. There was one guy who said something like, oh, can you blah, blah, blah? And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm working. And by working, I literally was like running from one room to another with like shit in my arms. Like I looked like I was setting up for something. And he goes, oh, how much? And I laughed. How and much was like, what? How, how much? I'm working. How much? He meant, he thought I meant I'm a working girl yeah. here. And you can only talk to me if you pay. And yeah, like, and like, no, I'm the uh, event coordinator, my friend. I'm coordinating the event. Thank you. And I'm going like, I... I get it. I understand where they're coming from. But again, it's like annoying is not the right word, but it's like if you only knew and understood, like if you had orientation about these are the people, these are staff for today. They are not uh, like we are paying them to work. Yeah. Not you pay them to work. Well, um, when the, they oh, might like do that in their off hours, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. There are some staff who do do that in their off hours. So you can ask, but you can't do it at Oasis because yeah. of legalities. So they're uh, yeah. well, nope. Oasis started yeah. doing this new thing where if you're new and you're at the door and you say I'm new, it, the Aquaflirt's new job is to give you a tour and give you like a free drink for showing up Ooh. for your first time, specifically to go over orientation, oh, answer any questions. I once had someone ask me something like, how do I know I'm not, you know, contributing to someone's trauma by sleeping with them here? And I kind of like that was a oh, question they asked. And I was kind of like, good. fascinating. Um, how do you know you're not contributing to someone's trauma anywhere at any time? You know, like when you're at a regular bar, how do you know you're not contributing to that person's trauma there? The difference here is that people here are encouraged to be very communicative with each other and clearly state their boundaries. Unlike at a bar where you just assume oh, people's like boundaries all the time. So it, but it was nice to get questions like that yeah. back, you know, before I left, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, so you've clearly been to sex parties. Yeah, I've 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 hosted them too. I've I've invited my mom to them too. I've yeah. invited my aunts and my cousins, and my uncles as well. <laughs> I would I would not do I would not go that far. But like these are not orgies; these are sex parties. Can you explain the difference between like yeah. a sex party and an orgy? Okay, so essentially, um, 
I actually wonder if Webster has a dictionary definition of orgy and sex party, but my understanding is an orgy is an organized sex event where there is like, you know, mainly people who know each other, I would assume, uh, get together and they plan and they essentially like have a nice fun fuckery time um, where there's just multiple partners involved. Um, and a sex party or yeah, a sex party versus an orgy. So a sex party is essentially like, there could be sex happening around. You don't have to participate. Um, my sex parties essentially involved uh, strippers and porn stars and escorts um, advertising themselves and talking to you about uh, what they do and showcasing their stuff and giving demonstrations and performances. And um, it was such an, an amazing night to, to witness. And if you happen to be there with a, a partner, um, you could go off and do that with them guaranteed if that was what you had discussed prior and you felt like getting it on. But yeah, orgies are, I think, a little bit more, you know, everybody's a participant versus a sex party is you can just be a, a voyeur. Yeah. So uh, you said you wanted to know the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition. Yeah. So I looked it up. I've got a few that. for you. There's the full definition. The There's actually a few. Are you ready? Yep. Full definition of orgy. Secret ceremonial rites held in, orgy in honor of an ancient Greek or Roman deity and usually characterized by ecstatic singing and dancing. So that would be a Roman orgy in honor of Bacchus. Okay, so I've participated in that type of orgy. We've also got a drunken revelry or a sexual encounter involving many people. Also an excessive sexual indulgence. Excessive indulgence is something especially to satisfy an inordinate appetite or craving. But then we've also got, are you ready for it? Ready, give it to me. Essential meaning, a wild party, and especially one in which many people have sex together, or something that is done too much and in a wild way, like an eating orgy. Ooh. Okay. Then we've got Collins, an orgy is a party in which people behave in a very uncontrolled way, especially one involving sexual activity. And then we've got the urban... I looked up sex party, and we only have an urban dictionary definition. <laughs> and I've got a few, and they're pretty fucking funny, so we're going to go through them. I love it. A party where people go to engage in sexual activity with each other, whether you're craving for pussy cocks, jugs, jizz, or ass, sex parties are probably one of the best things you would experience in the world. See also orgy. In a sentence, Percy invited most of his classmates to his house for a sex party in his backyard, but why didn't he invite me? Aww. This is why I love Urban Dictionary. Are you ready? When two people throw a party for their friends and family to announce the sex of their upcoming baby. Oh. I'm like, oh, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> having a party with loads of girls and also having sex amy enjoyed sex party it was uh awesome when fucked that person does not speak english as their first language when you invite a bunch of your mates over to get pissed but involves no sex whatsoever hey tim let's get everyone together for a sex party on the weekend whoa ninja sex party is a band created by danny sex bang i'm done all right <laughs> we're now at the end of all of the relevant ninja sex party it's apparently a band yeah all right well there you go that i think they're the same thing according to the definitions but i would agree that like or rather maybe play party. If you're invited to yeah. a play party, it might be that people aren't having sex. They're just doing like kinky things. Versus yeah. like an orgy is maybe <clears throat> less kink, more sex. Yeah, I get, I, I really like the idea of a food orgy. God, yeah. I love that idea. I just did um, a uh, food fight. Uh, crap, is, is it called? It's not spelunking. Sploshing? Sploshing. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh man, that was so much fun. Um, 
Here's my question for you. Ooh, give it to me. Do you ever have people ask you about the male to female ratio at your parties or at sex clubs? Like, have you, whenever people complained about the pricing of Oasis, why is it so expensive for men? Why don't you let single men in on weekends? Um, I would say that in the majority of sex spaces you go to, unless you specifically know a bunch of bi or lesbian women, it's all dudes and it's all always dudes. I fought so hard to get equal pricing and I understood what I was getting myself into. I, I essentially tried to, I really, I just really, really wanted to invite people who didn't always identify as what they were born with. There is trans and non-binary pricing. Well, not when I was there. There is when now. I was working. Yeah, I, no, there definitely is now. Yeah, specifically, yeah, so. we. the problem, are you ready for the problem? Uh-huh. Cisgendered men would lie. Yeah. And when we found out, they would get kicked out, obviously, and banned for life. But, yeah. like, there were cisgendered men who would lie about it. It just so happens that the way that we've been conditioned in terms of our sexuality and also just in terms of physical safety to our bodies, I, more cisgendered men are going to feel more comfortable in sexual spaces um, than, than most women, honestly. And like, if you can't guarantee that you're, the ratios are going to be even, women are not going to be as interested in showing up all the time. It's going to always end up being dudes. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta say like, okay, even though I had pretty similar pricing, um, I think, I think everything was kind of off by $10. Like women were still $10 cheaper than men. Uh, but I encouraged couples to come and then it was like even priced. Yeah. So if you like, whether you were with a, uh, a friend or, uh, even an escort, like I didn't care. Like just if you came with somebody else, uh, you would get a couple's pricing. And so yeah, it was and which just is the same split. as a single dude pricing. Yeah. And it was just even in, it was great. Anyway, so I noticed that in my particular play parties, uh, there was usually always an equal amount, if not more women. Like women don't, yeah, women don't mind paying. And when will you be throwing your next party? And am I invited? Well, I mean, I've got a guest house. Just we saying. Can just, yeah, like I've got a guest house. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you were saying women don't mind paying. Yeah, women don't mind paying. Um they just want to make sure that they're getting the best bang for their buck. I have noticed <laughs> that the majority of the my... best bang for their buck, pun intended. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it's a part of my vocabulary. I can't stop this vomit of sexuality. My filter is so clogged. I got rid of it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You have noticed. <laughs> I've noticed that, um, uh, people Thank- who identify as female generally, uh, want to, Make sure that they feel safe. Um, anyone who is a, an outsider, anyone who like has experienced not so great experiences in the, the real world will find that my play parties are very inclusive. Um, like I will make you feel like the, the little fuck princess that you are deep down inside. Um, and I wanted to like make sure that like, you know, if... I, I identify as female and not androgynous. Like it's not always apparent, but I will walk in, but I feel kind of a little bit more, more masked that day. And it's like, no, I want to, I want to pay for my partner's ticket. 
Like I want to pay for their drinks and that makes me feel good. Good. Yeah. So I'm going like that, like do it, do it. Oh my God. I wish I was at the income level where I could just be the one who pays for everything all the time. I would love to be the sugar daddy. You <laughs> oh know? man, that is like one of my ideals. I would love to be a sugar God and just, yeah, yeah. Like, or like when you're going out, you're like, don't worry, babe, I got this. Yeah. I got this. Like some of my guy friends have uh, gone out with me, but like my general rule of thumb is if I choose the location, I'll pay for the bill. Cause I chose the, the restaurant. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, yeah. Alex and I are like joint account. All our money goes into one account. So my favorite thing to do when we're like together, because we both look fairly young. There's no guarantee that we're married. Uh, when the waiter comes up and puts down the bill, I'm like, I got this. And I pull it over and the waiter's like, I'm going to let you two fight this out. That's what they always say. Yeah. And it's funny because um, especially over the pandemic, the joint bank account was Alex's money going into it. So it was especially funny for me to say, I got this when <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a joint bank account. And it was always a fun little like quirky power move I would do. Or like yeah. pointing, point poking fun at that fact that that's considered a power move, you know? <laughs> it, it's so funny, right? Like, I don't know, my, my guy friends always felt so weird. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I chose the restaurant. Um, I, I would feel terrible or uncomfortable if you paid for everything. I don't mind if you want to go Dutch, that's cool. But honestly, like I was, I was prepared to pay for this meal. And if you'd like, you can choose the restaurant and uh, pay for the bill next time. Yeah. No, I think I'm at the point where I will always let the person pay for me if they offer. So, yeah. And I always will because deep down, I'm a cheap motherfucker who wants to be paid for. <laughs> no, you just know your worth. And if they That's offer, right. you're not yeah. going to say no. I'm not going to be gross about it and fight you on the bill. Okay, back on topic. Sex parties. <laughs> right, sex um, parties. Okay. Uh, well, con you know, consent. Consent in these cases. I would say that like, Overall, my experience with everything is that consent is important and you can always tell when someone is new to the lifestyle or not actually interested in becoming part of the lifestyle when their consent is uh, outdated, like their consent models and methods of asking for it are outdated. Thoughts? Yeah. Opinions? Well, let's see here. Um, consent is always... It is always going to be at the forefront of my my mind, whether uh, you're my client or whether you're a friend, whether you're my my lover, a partner. Like, it is <sighs> consent is such a, a, a easy thing for me because I'm so used to talking and negotiating on a, a regular basis on like a professional level and with my my partners and even with my like. My, my mom, like she started uh, aggressively talking to me about nothing. And I was like, hey, mom, I need you to chill out or hang up and try again, like that you're hitting a boundary and I need you to relax. Uh, but I find when I'm talking to somebody who's not in the kink scene, it's like they assume it's going to be a yes. And they will fight for that yes. Uh, even though you've blatantly said no or have not given a yes. I find when you're backed into a corner where like somebody who's like hyper aggressive comes up to you and is like, hey, like, uh, do you, do you want to go to the bathroom with me? Um, I've had people who are just like, don't understand when it's just like, you know what? Like, no, I'm good. Thanks very much. It's like, oh, no, no, no. I think you should come to the bathroom with me. 
It's like, why? Why do you think I should do that? Because I clearly just told you my answer. Yeah. I, oh, well, I, there's, I'm sure that there's a lot of assumptions as a dominatrix that you're just ignoring people's consent, right? The whole, the whole point of hiring a dominatrix is you say no, and they do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had people uh, come in um, with an expectation uh, where I'm trying to navigate uh, a conversation with them, just a, a regular conversation. And they think we're already playing and they're like being a brat and they're trying to like, um, it's just like, okay, so it's like, you know, can you sit down? Uh, it's like, no, I don't want to sit down. Are you going to make me sit down? I'm like, no, 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 seriously, we need to talk. It's like, oh, are, what are you going to make me do? Uh, and you're like, I don't know if you want to be spanked. I don't know if you want your hair pulled. I don't know if you want me to just tickle torch you into sitting down because we haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, I'm so like, I need to yeah. figure out your boundaries. Like, can I slap you in the face? Can I punch you in the nose? Or the can nuts. I, yeah, like, oh man, oh, I love it. I love it when people come up to me and they're just like, it's like, hey, so what do you want to explore today? It's like, I've never done it before, but I would really like to experience full on ball busting to the point where you make me drop. Oh my God, I love you. You have told me that you are new to this. You have told me what you would like to experience. I know in the back of my head, you're probably not going to be able to handle it, but we are going to explore. And I right. am so excited because like you've given me the ultimate consent and I know all the little tiny warm up stages that we need to get to there. And so I don't have to ask if I can like step on your balls or grab them and squeeze them because I know you want to work up to a full on kick. But if you're if you're talking uh sorry backtracking what was the question again just so i know what was my question oh man uh consent oh the person who says um no but wants you to push but like the assumption that if you're a dominatrix the, the rule is they say no and you just push past the boundary no matter what yeah no 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 um we do have safe words that's why that we have safe words so that we can role play um my safe words are i have two sets i have the red yellow and green so traffic light system Red means stop. I'm going to check in with you. It doesn't end the scene. It's just like, I'm going to chat with you, check in, maybe we'll have some water and then we'll restart once you're feeling good. Um, yellow means don't stop. Just, I don't think I can handle anymore or you're reaching a boundary. So uh, it could be something you could call yellow. If I say, um, if I call you a cunt and you don't like being called a cunt, you can just say yellow. So then I switch to slut. And if you say yellow again, call you a good bitch. We'll just keep talking or I'll be like, I'll stop and be like, okay, is there a, a particular thing you'd like me to call you or not? And we'll just keep playing like that. So we're still in character, but like, it's kind of like a uh, groundhog day. It's like we revisit, we replay until we find the right way to go about it. Um, and then green is just harder, faster. But uh, the second one is my one to 10, my numeric system where especially if we're doing pain stuff, I like to hit your threshold around a seven, eight and play in that zone. If you really want me to drop you that to 10, like I'm breaking bones and I can like potentially like be destroying you permanently. That's a 10. I want to play around seven, eight. And then if you call out four five, that means I can go harder. If you're calling out a, an eight, nine, I'm going to back off. Right. And that's subjective for the person. Yes. So and someone... That's 
for you, what's a four for them could be an eight. Yeah. And so if they say four and you go harder, they'll say, never mind, that was an eight because that's yeah. the space where they're comfortable playing. Yeah. And unfortunately for the majority of my clients, I look so innocent and not fit, but I have so much training. Uh, I've done boxing, I've done kickboxing, I've done judo, I've done karate, like I grew up with karate. Uh, and I have such a, a, a background um, that I know how to hurt you without leaving a mark and without really exerting too much force. Right. So when you say that you want me to drop you, I could use maybe 20% of my energy and drop you. The easiest way to drop someone is grab their thumb and twist. They'll drop. Ooh. You know, like that's Ooh, not, so good. it's not actually going to get you that far. P.S. Come with me to kickboxing one day. Oh, yeah. Come to the city. Come to kickboxing class. I know. I have to come down to the city, eh? <laughs> come to the city. Come kickboxing with me. Meet all my <gasps> vanilla friends. I'm sure your vanilla friends are... Lovely. Super fun. Yeah. I was going to say, like, great just time. wonderful. Because you surround yourself with some very lovely humans. Yeah. I, even the vanilla friends are not boring. Vanilla doesn't mean boring <laughs> no, or useless. It's... Just like not... Not my non-kinky, non-sex lifestyle friends. Yeah. Vanilla is the most expensive spice in the world, as far as I know. And, and vanilla is delicious. It's so good. But like, you know, I like my Rocky Road. Well, if you could only eat vanilla for the rest of your life, you wouldn't really care that it's expensive. Nope. You know, that's kind yep. of the point. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway. Sorry. Yay, ice cream. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm hearing is you can uh, kickbox the shit out of people, karate them. Yeah, so when they tell me to go as hard as I can, like, if I get consent where they say, I want you to kick me as hard as you can, I go, how about I kick you super light and we'll go from there? How about I kick you as hard as you can handle? Yeah, that essentially. So I have to take what they're saying and interpret it in a safe manner because interpretation is a lot of things. Communication is not 100%. Like, you have to always play it safe. Um, I did a uh, CBT lesson with two new doms the other day. I filmed it all. And uh, we're talking about communicating through body language. And it's up to the submissive to communicate their boundaries. And you have to listen. Essentially, okay. I've described this to people. And I wonder if you agree. Um, In a DS dom sub relationship, uh, whether it's a partner or a client, professional or personal, um, the submissive has all the power. They get to decide the boundaries. They get to decide what's going to happen within those boundaries. They get to say when to start and when to stop. And the dom gets to play within that realm. Yeah, I've definitely, so I would say yes with one caveat. And that's the dom is also allowed to have boundaries. So the sub can say, I want you to pee on me. And the dom gets to say, that's off the table, but I am willing to jizz on your face. Or I'm willing to spray you with a gardening hose while you bend over and pluck carrots from the garden, right? Like there's lots of other things you can do. So I would say, yes, there's this assumption that the dom has gets, doesn't get to consent and can't withdraw consent. And, and it's whatever the dom wants and they just got to deal with it. But there's so many different kinds of play. And it bothers me so much that there's this assumption that if you're into BDSM, that means you're into impact play. 
Yeah. And like, have you noticed that there's so many people where the default is impact? Like they assume that you're into either being spanked or spanking someone. You're either into flogging someone or being like, there's this assumption that if you're into so many things, you're also definitely into impact play or pain or things like that. I got to tell you, I very rarely spank people. It might just be because that's, I'm not known for it. Um, but the majority of my experiences have been butt stuff. People come to you for pegging? Yes, all pegging, prostate, um, just uh, electrical stuff. Like, you know, I've got this really awesome electrical butt plug that I put inside people. And it's really fun. Fun. Yeah. But very fun. Yeah, like it's very fun. Um, it's an interesting thing because, yeah, like uh, I had this person come in, English second language, and he saw that uh, I offered like fetish and kinky services. And he wanted to learn um, and he wanted to try. And so I, uh, I was trying very hard to be as basic English as possible with still getting my, my point across. So I would ask him, are you into butt stuff? And he goes, yeah, if you're comfortable with it, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I'm like, all right, are you into spanking? He, again, if you're comfortable with it, I'm comfortable with it. Loved that he said that over and over again. Um, and I just listed off a bunch of stuff and then I go, okay. Um, I want you to get on your knees. I want you to kiss my boots and I want you to say, mistress, I'm ready to play. And he goes, wait, I thought you were going to kiss my boots. And I was like, oh, you thought all the things I was listening, you were going to do to me. Cause in his, and you had to start the conversation from yeah. the beginning. And he was really sweet. He, he was like, in my culture, the the man does this the women don't do this and i was going I, I i understand uh in canada um where i've i've lived all my life uh i was given the option of doing all this stuff and are you planning on playing with people in canada or back home and he goes back home i came to canada uh on a business trip and i i found you that you gave lessons and so I figured I would try it out with you before I go home. He wanted you to teach him. Yeah. yeah. That's so, so I like, sweet. I was like, okay, cool. Okay. I can't let you demonstrate on me, but I can definitely teach you safety. And he goes, okay, I I need visuals. Because uh, his I'm, English was, yeah, because yeah. his English wasn't great. Yeah. And I was going, so what did you end up doing? So I, it didn't, unfortunately, it didn't really end up working, but I gave him so much links. I gave him um, recommendations of other people. I, I said, he basically paid you for a consulting hour. Yeah. And he, yeah. and I was like, I'm not going to charge you my full price because A, we didn't go for the full time. There was a miscommunication. Um, and I was just like, you were just so understanding and so lovely. Uh, like, thank you very much for like learning and coming to me with all this. And he goes, no, 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 no. Not only am I going to give you more, like, I'm not, I'm going to pay you your base price. I'm going to give you more because you were so nice and understanding. And I feel like an idiot. Yeah. And I can understand how the language barrier can, <clears throat> yeah. can be confusing. And that's it. Like sometimes the, so when people come from other cultures, sometimes there's a misunderstanding because where they come from, things are different. And there's yep. part of me that gets really frustrated. And then there's also a part of me that's kind of like, I say this because I was treated certain ways by certain people from certain cultures as a woman who worked at Oasis and worked naked sometimes. Um, I was very understanding if people respected when I said no, when they acted like they could just buy me. 
Go fuck yourself, buddy. Yep. Yeah. There, I... you know, some, some of us don't have a price. Thank you. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I do have a price and I clearly laid it out, you know, like. Oh, I've got a, I've got a pandemic story for you. Tell me. So I, I do get asked, you know, what's your price uh, for full service? Um, and I go, uh, or, or people are just like, everybody's got their price. It's just, you know, I have to, like, what's your price for full service? And I go, well, my dear, it's in the six digits and the first number doesn't start with a one, two, three, four, five. And the person who asked me was like, wait, $600,000? I was like, yeah, just to consider it. Mm -hmm. And he goes, what if I gave you a Toronto condo? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. Huh. Like gave like completely passed the deed yeah, over. Yeah, like he's like, let me talk to my lawyer, and I was like, I've got a lawyer. If your lawyer and my lawyer want to talk, by all means. Do you have and a goes, condo now? Well, I do, but like not through that guy. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like I was like, oh, I was actually considering it, and I I did talk to my partner about this because no one's ever come to the conclusion right. of. But you were serious. That yeah. is the number to make me consider it. Yeah, and I was and just then like, determine yeah. if you'll go through with it or not. Yeah, it was just like, ah. Huh. No one's, no one's ever actually like talked to their lawyer about giving me a condo. And I was like, here, how about this? We make it a full day event. And I said, why don't we like go out for dinner and, and like, we'll, we'll, yeah. uh, you give me a condo. You're getting, you're getting the girlfriend experience. Oh yeah. Like I yeah. said, why don't we just make it a whole day thing? And we'll just like spend all day together because he's like, you have to act like you're enjoying it. I'm like, oh honey, I don't act. It's like, you better be good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make sure that like I do whatever the fuck I want. And then the more he talked about it, it was like, oh, oh, no. Like he started being like, oh, I just want to I want to jizz on your face. And I'm like, I don't I'm not cool with that. He like, wanted I don't to degrade like you. He wanted yeah, to buy like, you. Yeah, I was like, you know what? It's getting more and more to the point where it's like it's feeling like the you're trying. The power exchange isn't where my comfort zone is. The problem with someone who says everyone has a price is that yeah. they don't care about you as a person. They're yep. seeing you as an object they or a commodity they can buy. I had the same conversation with, I don't know, Alex. I had this one guy once offer like, oh, how much would it cost for you for the night? and Or for an hour or whatever. And mm -hmm. I was like thinking like, what? I, I, of course, always answer with, I don't do that kind of work. Um, and then they followed up with the same thing, kind of like everyone has a price. So I went back to Alex and was like, there is nothing that there is no number I will put on my safety. Because yeah. if you are going to say something like everyone has a price, there is no guarantee you're going to listen to my boundaries because in your mind, you've bought and paid for me so you can do whatever you want. So there is no number that you can pay me that will be worth me getting sexually assaulted by you. Because that's exactly. where that could go. And that's what they're asking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had not a scary experience because I've, I've been pretty good at, you know, talking a very conclusively about my boundaries but yeah like people during a session will be like so i have three thousand dollars on me is that is that enough and i go like sure that's enough and For then they what? get really excited like i was like yeah absolutely you can give me three thousand dollars if you want um and they they're just like oh good and it's just like i have a condom and everything and i was just like oh for my toy and yeah. they're like, oh, or I'll just have like people sneak a, a, a condom from like, I don't know where they kept it because they're, they're they're usually naked. Yeah. Like they just they go and they, they have this creepy smile and they just have it like, hey, 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 like as if it's like, 
no, that wasn't discussed prior. I'm right. sorry if that was your expectation, uh, but pulling no. Pulling out a condom and being like, look, I remembered. It's like, mm, that's not how this works. And you know how this works. I can tell because you brought a condom. Yeah. And it's almost like, it's like, these are people that I've seen multiple times. And so they're just trying to get it. Yeah. It's like, hey, is today I, the day? Um, I will, uh, I like, if you're nice to me and generous with your money, every once in a while, I'll throw you a free photo on OnlyFans. But like, only if you're, but like, only if you're generous and I like you. People who like... Uh, nothing drives me crazier than people who sort of ask me dirty questions on Instagram. And I'm like, for this kind of content, you may subscribe to my OnlyFans where I charge $2 a minute for texting. And then their response is always cool. And then they go to OnlyFans and they're like, so how does this feel? How does that feel? And I'm like, I charge $2 a minute for texting. Let me know if you would like to book a text session. But then I yeah. even had someone who wanted me available. Literally the second they're like, I'm available. Do you want to do sexting right oh, now? And I I'm like, hate that. I'm like, we can book for next week. And they're like, but yeah. I want to do it now. I'm horny Dude, now. I'm you don't have fucking... a life. I literally had someone text me while I was at a Christmas party <laughs> with my in-laws, like Christmas day, hanging out with them, being like, can we can we text now? And I'm like, just because you're free and horny. Yeah. Right. And those are the kinds of people that you're like, I do not have the time for you and your bullshit. Oh, my biggest pet peeve is when people think that we're in a stable and they can just come and like we we don't see anyone else you are our only client and we are going to drop everything just to see you because you are our only source of income like the the one time a year that you come we will always be available for you i hate Ugh. that um i have people who email me uh for a, a session and they're like hi mistress i was hoping that you'd be available today and, and you're like, okay, send me $5 just because you sent me that dumb message. Well, yeah, like people don't, when, when the horny takes over, they don't think straight um, or properly. And it's very much, I need this now and yeah. I can't plan because I don't know if I'm going to be horny then, but I'm horny now and I'm thinking of you now. And for me, I live oh, like two hours away from the dungeon so if you want to see me now, uh, it's going to yeah. at least be two hours from now at the earliest. And I that's too inconvenient. Yeah, I'm going like I, I need to book the dungeon. I have to see if they're available first. I have to see if anyone else has already booked that time slot. I have to get my tools and gear ready. I have to get into the mental headspace to do it. It's it's like um, I did. I will say this. I had my night flirt on uh, and somebody called me while I was grocery shopping. And I will tell you this grocery shopping while sexy talking like with my, my headpiece in is is funny. But like I also had to watch what I was saying because I don't want to offend people who might be listening in. Right. I don't want to make other talk yeah, about that. I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. I don't know if the teenager that's in the candy aisle is of legal age to be hearing this crap. Like, yeah, I don't want to be doing like forcing things onto other people. So. You know what people should do when they want instant sexual gratification? Masturbate. Watch porn. Yeah. <laughs> That's as on demand as you can get. We have oh, the internet. Man. No one does me better than me. Oh, yeah. We're going to take a short break and come back with a listener question. <laughs> if you hear a slight buzzing in the background, I'm just taking care of some business. <laughs> Great news, everybody. Did you miss one of the past workshops that I ran on STIs or even down the rabbit hole on pleasure and empowerment? Marissa and I are going to be rerunning our workshops as well as two new ones on a pretty much ongoing monthly basis. 
Head to sharewithray.com slash events to check out when our workshops are available and more information. And we are back. So this question had very little context. You're going to put on your, <laughs> I'm totally not a therapist, but hat. Okay. Sound good. I've been in the lifestyle where we played FFM for years. She said she's still into it, but won't play. All right. What do you think they mean by FFM or Fe- female, female, male okay. threesomes? With I, like, I heard yeah. N at first. Sorry, but FFM. Like... FFM, female, female, <clears throat> male. That's what that stands for. Which is like, for example, you can also get FMF. You can get MFM, MMF, all the permutations. But in this case, it sounds like it's two women and a guy. And usually the woman's around in the middle. Woman. Right. There's always a woman in the middle. Yeah. So she's like, she's still into it, but won't actually play. And they're looking for advice with that much context. Oh, right. So uh, drawing on uh, <laughs> that limited description, um, I, because we don't know if the, these people are in a, a personal relationship um we don't know if this is like a a a friendship or a friends with benefits thing or or whatever but i'm going to talk as if the f and the m are a couple and they are introducing another female into their couple that is what i am thinking yes okay so apparently they did that for years the girlfriend says she is still into it in theory, but whenever they want to, I don't know if it's that it's in front of them and then she won't play or she's not willing to set up the play. So let's assume yeah. it's, it's both. Okay. Or so- maybe just like, let's assume that like, there's not, you know, maybe they're going to spa- spaces and she's like, no, I'm not into it. Or like, I mean, there's lots of things where you're still into it in theory, but the logistics make it not sexy in real life. Fantasy is different than reality. That goes yeah. for everything. And people do go through phases where they want to do this one sex act over and over and over and it's still hot to them. But the logistics of actually doing it can be exhausting. For me personally, uh, I I love men, women, and everyone. I am, I think, I think I would identify as a pansexual. I don't really care how you, well, I do care how you identify, but uh, as long as I like you, I like you essentially. Um, But... I have been a lot more reserved uh, during the pandemic because, you know, I I have personally, I've gotten a little bit more uh, paranoid with germs. So I've limited it just to me and my partner. My, unfortunately, my poly life has become monogamous over the, the pandemic, but as things open up and we're both vaccinated and we're uh, practicing healthy habits, uh, we haven't yet introduced another partner into our relationship, but it is a discussion. I am a lot more reserved over the pandemic, and I'm working on that through a professional therapist and just talking it out with my partner and my friends and their experiences. Um, and my other partner just communicates with me and is like, yeah, they're, I know that they're flirting with other people, um, but I'm still not... We're, I'm like I'm kind of in that situation where it's just like, I love uh ffm uh but at this point in the game i just i need to know the other person so i can't do drop of the hat one night stand like oh we just met this person like let's play with them i need to know that they're going to respect my safety and my boundaries when it comes to my health uh before i can play with them 
And even that could be a conversation that could be like, let's go out on a date, let's hang out. And then we go into it. But if you're just going to drop this on me last minute, no, I'm not cool with that. I need, I need some prep. Yeah. Uh, so that could be the situation. I mean, I want to know based off of this, he has, he asked her why she won't play. I'm going to assume because of the, uh, she says she's just, still into it. Cause so there must've been a discussion. Yeah. So I'm wondering like, if she says she's still into it, but isn't playing, is it one of those things where in the moment he's saying, what's the fear, right? Like my question in these moments is where's, what's the discomfort? What's the fear? What is going on here that's preventing you from doing this in this moment? Is it newfound germ phobia? Is it that, you know, it's just she she's not attracted to the girls that they're finding, right? Like, what is the reason in the moment? And the answer might be that, like, she's lying to yep. herself and to you. And that it, might just be the answer. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Like, they feel that they've developed this story. Oh, well, how about this? People change. They started off um, really, really being into it. And then the the fear of loss is huge. The more you develop a relationship with somebody an emotional, like if you live together, if you have finances that are joined, if you have a dog or a pet together, uh, the, the fear of losing that person to somebody else is, is real. And it's big. Um, it's a big discussion. Um, and you have to talk. Communication is key. I find these conversations are hard and sometimes scary, but oftentimes you think of the worst case scenario and really it's just as simple as, oh no, like that time that you asked, I was, I had, I had a lot of gas and I just did, I wasn't feeling sexy. Yeah. And it could be as simple as that. Like, I don't always tell my partner when I'm feeling bloated. Yeah, and not to feel like sexy. Sometimes, I <laughs> <laughs> some sometimes I don't feel like having sex, and I just really want to like tie them up and like just give them a really slow hand job, like. And then, yeah, that's just they'll they'll ask me, oh, why didn't you want to have sex? I'm like, ah, just didn't feel like it. Yeah, there's really nothing like it wasn't anything options. else. Just yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to be penetrated or <laughs> penetrate someone because they're lazy or not feeling it or not turned on by that right now. Yeah, it's people change, and unfortunately, society doesn't deal well with change. So it's we've grown up that like things are a certain way. You have to remain the same. If you've been if you're into sports, you should always be into sports, uh, kind of type thing. Um, but no, like it, with this question. It feels to me like there needs to be more discussion. Um, maybe uh, there's so many what if scenarios. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only other yeah, thing that so I like to tell scenarios. people all the time is um, if you have a couples therapist, ask to book a session specifically to talk about this. Right. Like this is someone you pay a service for. You can if you have a couples counselor mm -hmm. that you trust and see or saw at any point or even an individual therapist say, listen, I, I feel like this is an important discussion and I, I want an outside perspective. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, that's that's great. Like therapy is a is is a wonderful tool. Um, I love my therapist. She's great. Uh, I when looking for a therapist, I specifically told them they had to not be judgmental on my work and they could not constantly go back and be like, well, your life would be better if you just 
chose a different career path or my right. poly life. Oh, your life would be so much better if you just ch- stuck with one person. Yeah, no, like no, I, I definitely somebody think that who... if you're if you're poly, you need to get a therapist who doesn't think monogamy is a solution because monogamy yeah, and, is frequently yeah. the problem. Yeah, so it was. Well, hmm. I personally, I I don't believe monogamy works for me. I believe that I have a lot of needs and my partner has a lot of needs that I can't fulfill. Uh, my current partner is also bisexual uh, and I don't have a functioning cock to offer yeah. them. So yeah, like if I can't you're offer not, something. You're not looking for monogamy in your life. So a therapist saying be monogamous, that's not a viable solution to your problems. Yeah. And like, I love, I love people when I love people. I also hate people when I hate people, but like, uh, I, you're most of the majority of people you're not going to gel with. That's just the fact. And if you keep asking your partner, oh, what about this person? What about this person? What about this person? And they consistently say no, then that's a discussion. Uh, You can offer up being like, hey, why don't you find somebody that you're attracted to? Or why don't we watch porn together? And like, let's learn about what, like, who turns us on? Oh, do you like that girl with tattoos? Do you like the alternative look? Oh, do you like the um, innocent, uh, like, sorry, I was thinking of soft lighting, like, you know, that really pretty porn that's been going around. Ooh, I like pretty porn. But like, uh, do you do you want to just sit back and watch? Do you want uh, somebody just to watch us? Like, mm-hmm. what's the involvement level that you want? Um, did or maybe it's like, did I do something the last time that made you feel uncomfortable that we haven't discussed yet? That's an interesting question too. Yeah, right. Like, is there a reason why this person doesn't trust doing it with you anymore? Yeah. Maybe. Or it's like, did I push the subject too hard? Am I making you feel like you're inadequate? Am I going for a certain type of person that you don't see in yourself or is too similar to you? Mm-hmm. Like, I find if the uh, if the other person, I'm sorry, when I say other person is just an alternative relationship outside of the uh, fluid the bonded. Third? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, third, fourth, fifth, whatever. Uh, if they are similar to me, I find myself get de- getting jealous. Because I'm going like, well, what am I not doing that you can't, or sorry, what are you looking for in them that I'm, I'm not offering? It happens. Yeah. It's not a healthy way to think, but it happens. But, but I do think that it's a normal thing to think. Yeah. And it's usually, it's a, it's more of a gut reaction first. And then I have to chill out and be like, they're somebody completely different from a completely different background. Of course, like they might look similar or we might have similar personalities, or be into similar things, but they are not me. Um, but yeah. when, when talking about jealousy, I have a friend who's been quoting me a lot recently, which Ooh. is like, like, so I'm like, I, how did I said it well once? And then I completely forgot to like oh, quote no. it back. So I'm going to maybe bastardize it. But it was something like, <laughs> when I feel jealousy, that's a me problem, right? Like if I'm jealous about something you're doing, I need to take a step back and I need to identify, am I feeling jealous because there's something you're doing to cause the jealousy? Or am I feeling jealous because it's a normal emotion, but what I'm expecting of you is not a fair expectation. If it's a second and that's on me to unpack the reasons for my jealousy, self-soothe when relevant and specifically ask for reassurance in a very particular way. So, you know what I mean? Like not asking for reassurance, like you can't go on a date with that other person, like in a poly context, like asking for reassurance, like tell me all the things that you appreciate about me that only I offer. 
great. Yeah. Have a great time. Oh, that's like, really that nice. would be the poly context of asking for reassurance, you know? Yeah, like um one of the things like everybody's got insecurities. And I one day was having a very low day. I had missed therapy that week. Um it was my mom's birthday. So I'd missed therapy that week. Um, and I did some internal work, like I essentially did some flame work. I lit a fire and I stared into the flames and I essentially just started drifting. I let my mind drift and I wrote down all of my insecurities and specifically to, for my partner to unwrap. I, I wrote the, this, I tried to make it into a letter. It didn't work. I wrote bullet point notes because my brain was just unloading all of my insecurities and I needed to get it on paper. And then we discussed them afterwards. And I was like, these are specifically for you. These are not all of my insecurities, but these are just like, you know, things that we can discuss together. Um, and it was a lot of like, I don't like it when you get a notification and you like uh, put your phone, like you, you put it really close as if you're hiding something from me. I don't like that. It makes me think that you're hiding something from me. And they go, sometimes it's just really small text. Like somebody sent them a meme and it's just really small text and they bring it up to their face. And I go, okay, well, thank you for Show explaining me the meme. that. Thank yeah. you. I want to see the meme too. I love yeah, memes. Like, Show me the meme. I was like, I, I don't mind if you're flirting with people, but as far as I know, like you kind of backed off from flirting with people because you're enjoying the space that we have. So, you know, just checking in being like, hey, I don't mind if you're flirting with people, but my boundary is I need to know about it. Yeah. I, like that's, that's the thing. It's like, yes. And also sometimes like you want to flirt with them too through your partner. Yeah. Like, like I'm going half the fun of like FFM shit is like when you're all flirting together. Yeah, like I said, my ideal relationship would be like your head is on my lap. We're watching something and you're, you're like, uh, sexting with somebody else. And like, you're like, Hey, Hey, they just sent me a picture of their, whatever it's like and, oh, I'm, let me and see. I'm allowed to show you yeah yeah it's just like hey can i it's like can you some, take a sexy picture of me to send them yeah fuck yeah yeah some people don't like like they prefer don't ask don't tell because they yeah they feel i'm not cool with that neither yeah i want to know everything you're doing all the fucking time <laughs> well the majority i just i just need if it pertains to me and my health and my well-being yeah i want to know uh that is my comfort zone if i find that you're sending uh, sexy texting messages to someone else and you're not doing it to me, yeah, that's going to hurt my feelings. If you're sending sexy pictures uh, or even like uh, you're not telling the other person that you have a partner or you're not telling them about me, I don't like that. Yeah. Like, I don't like it if you need to feel single. Go feel single then. Like, go be single. Uh, yeah. But you are in a long-term relationship with me or going to be in a long-term relationship with me. We're going to develop healthy habits right off the bat. These are my boundaries and expectations. And if at any point you feel like you've developed a relationship with this other person that you want to be a little bit more physical with, that's a discussion. Yeah. Because it's instead of dropping it on me, being like, I've been flirting with this person for over a year now, and I would like to go on a date with them. I'm like, wait, what? I did no idea about this. That's not cool. Right. But, versus being along for the journey. Yeah. If you're like, um, if you're discussing them with me, if we're all three interacting, like, oh yeah, go have fun. It's just like, yeah, like the other person might not be into me. Like they might be straight and only into men, which my partner has a penis. So like, that's cool. But like, as long as you're respecting that, like 
and, and it's also healthy for the other person to understand that they're in a relationship. I don't want the other person to get their expectations up being like, this could be a potential for other forever partner. And then they drop the ball being like, oh, I already have a partner. Yeah. That's not fair for them. And I don't want somebody else to be hurt like that. That's not yeah. great. So I don't know if that added context oh, to yeah. the question or the answer, <laughs> but honestly, no, I think it's good to hear other examples of what other people are doing too, because it gives people something that they can maybe take home from that information. Yeah. So like, every, mm, you were like, going to say? Well, I was just like, not, not monogamy is not for everyone. Polyamory is not for everyone. Relationships aren't for everyone. I know one of my friends from high school or elementary school, I can't remember. Um, I call her my cute little wifey, uh, but she's asexual and she's like, I don't understand relationships. I just don't get it. Like I rather have friendships. Like I don't want a partner. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'll, yeah. I'll be your, I'll be your, uh, spouse if you want. And we'll just like have that little fun friendship spouse, like interaction whenever you want it. And that's yeah. it. Everybody, thank you for listening. <laughs> Lady Shane, where can people contact or follow you? Well, I mean, they can, if they see me on the street, I don't mind if they want to follow me. But uh, sorry. Yes, you do. You do mind. Don't say that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Back up. Social media out. links. On yeah. topic, Lady Shane. Oh, uh, I just don't want to stop talking to you, Ray. You're so I'll cool. Well, we stay on the Zoom chat after. We'll keep talking. Yeah. So uh, you can find me at allmylinks.com forward slash Lady Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E, because why not? And you can Google me. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I'm pretty sure my Instagram is your God, U-R-G-A-W-D, because I'm complicated. I was trying to come up with a, a, a universal God term that wasn't male or female. So G-A-W-D. Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me or my content on Team Ballbuster or House of Gods or just Google search Lady Shane. I'm everywhere. And very Googleable. I'm very Googleable. You can join the Deviants Defining Elite by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash sexnewswithray. Big thanks to Melissa and Christian today. Follow us on Facebook, IG, Twitter at Sex News with Ray. Submit a listener question through sharewithray.com slash podcast. Email me at ray at sharewithray.com. Uh, DM me on Wife Bay Ray if you want or Sex News with Ray. Follow me at Wife Bay Ray on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok and Razor Latex on Instagram and OnlyFans. This podcast is produced by me and engineered by Josh from Josh T Films and is hosted at sexuswithray.podbean.com. The theme music is by Blank and Brilliant and the logo is by Dolly Shots Photography. 